Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show, ladies. This is a first on the podcast where I'm having two guest speakers at the same time. I'm so excited to have you and to have this conversation. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and let us know a little bit about your story. Yeah, great. Thanks for having us, Jacent. Um, I'm Jasmine Jarvis. I'm the co-founder of Mixed in America. Um, and, you know, my background is in finance and I also studied uh, psychology as well as energy healing. So I'm super excited to be on this podcast, Jacent, because I know you tackle all of those things. So i um, very happy to be here. Yes, we are in good company. Uh, my name is Megan Kimberly Smith. I'm also a co-founder of Mixed in America. I am an actress and a teaching artist and also have led a lot of uh, women's intentions, women's circles, and facilitate healing groups um, using the approach of drama therapy. I love it. You two are some dynamic women killing it in your respective fields. And I'm so excited (laughs) because, you know, it, I always say that I'm not the only one that has like gems to share. You know what I mean? And so it's always a treat for me to be able to have conversations with other people that are essentially kind of doing the same thing, right? Helping other people heal, healing themselves, um, but doing it in different and creative ways. And I think that you two do it in such a beautiful way. I, I don't even, it's difficult for me to even put into words. I'm just like, everything that they put out is just so great. And I think it's because it's so real and authentic that it resonates with people, you know, on a, on a very like basic heart to heart level, you know? Mm, thank you for saying that. I think that they're, I think that, you know, people are really thirsty for authenticity and, and, and taking that one step deeper, I would say vulnerability. I think especially because of this digital world we're living in and, you know, social media um, influencers and, and also, you know, taking COVID-19 in, into account, we're, we all we got are these screens in front of us. And it's like, how do we still bring, you know, our humanity, our vulnerability, our authenticity how does that shine through even though we're working through these screens? And I think, um, you know, you got to be brave. You got to be brave enough to, to say things that you're working out in real time and, and say the things that are hard and be brave enough to have the, you know, uncomfortable conversations that, um, that you don't, that you don't have the pretty answers for yet, you know, and like allowing people to watch you work things out in real time is something that I feel really strongly about. So I really appreciate you uh, saying that just then. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, I love that you said allowing people to watch you work it out because how else are people, a, a lot of people, supposed to learn what that looks like and how it feels because a lot of people don't have a frame of reference for that. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't have um, the support or the the mentors the family members that are able to do that before them in front of them and so this could be the first time that they're seeing that occur and and it could be helping give them kind of a framework for how they can start to do that themselves 
absolutely. So yeah, me and me and Meg also talk a lot about about canceling um, cancel culture <laughs> because it's kind of this idea that we're not allowing people to work things out in real time. It's like, no, you need to have it figured out by the time you get to that screen and post that picture or say that thing on that interview. And so we're we're pro cancel cancel culture because we think while people should take uh, accountability, it's important that we are given the freedom and the humanity to like make mistakes and work it out right in front of you. Uh, I think that's like you said, just it's, we don't know what that looks like if we're not able to watch it. So I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So what, what kind of led to the inception of mixed in America? Basically just existing. (laughs) 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 Being mixed. It was like, uh, no. Um, so we actually started it two years ago, I believe now. Um, and it was, it was just, it was out of necessity. It was out of our own desire for community to be able to work out the issues that we felt within us being a mixed race person. Um, And it's funny, Megan had actually, you know, me and Megan have known each other since like first grade, Um, but we had never talked about mixedness or race really ever. Um, But she had posted a national geographic um, cover that had two, um, mixed little girls on it, and it literally looked like me and Megan. <laughs> like, well, they're twins. They're, they're twins. <laughs> they were twins, Ew. but it was like it was wild. And she's and I forget what it what um caption did you put, Meg? You had a really insightful like question by, on there or something. I, oh, I don't know. I know that I put biracial cries. It's really yes. Like emo, <laughs> you know, like, video. Oh my that God, I me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I slid in her DMs and I was like, "Girl, me too." And then after that, it just <laughs> just unfolded. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Mixed in America. Um, just to give you a little idea of what it's about, um, we're an organization that's really dedicated to having more nuanced conversations about race, um, specifically through the multiracial lens. Um, and so we really aim to empower the mixed community and um, and heal the mixed identity because there's a lot of complex wounds that comes with being mixed race. Definitely. Um, it's so funny because I'm. I feel like Megan and I met like when we were like 18 or something like that. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, fresh, fresh out of high school. Um, and so it's been a long time. And so to to watch the progression and then um, at whenever, you know, whenever I came across Mixed in America and I was like, wait, I was like, wait, is that Megan? That's Megan. <laughs> and that was, that was probably like a couple years back, probably closer to when it first started. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, I love that everyone can carve out their space where they're doing their work. Um, and to me, as if more people, if as many people as possible could get to that place that they're willing to do that, like, where would we be in society, right. you know? Um, and so I'm so glad that you two started that two years ago, maybe not even realizing, well, of course not. Cause who knew a pandemic was coming in a freaking, you know, all the yeah, things. No, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I feel like because you started that work then it was like planting the seeds for you to be able to be supporting people now as they're being forced to, to confront 
sometimes things they've never even thought of before. Oh, absolutely. I mean, me and Megan, we're, we're pretty, you know, spiritual, spiritually connected women. So, you know, we feel like it's just been such a like divinely guided journey because we did start doing this work so early and we knew, you know, it was almost like we were being given the next step every time, but we didn't know where it was going. And so it is really crazy to now sit here and be like, whoa, look at this thing we created. We didn't even know that this is what it was going to turn out to be. And also, you know, with all of the things going on in the world right now, um, it's just kind of so perfectly fit because a lot of mixed race people have kind of been like, ooh, I feel like where, where am I supposed to go? I realize now that I don't have a community of people that look like me that go through the same things like me. So it was, it was crazy. We got an influx of people because of everything going on and it was, uh, couldn't have been more perfect. That is spot on. I'm thinking of one of my favorite quotes right now, which is um, the wound is the place where the light enters you. And I think that's kind of something that, has grounded me in Jasmine and I's work together. It's like, I think we forget sometimes that are the things that we're reckoning with the most and the, and the things that are the scariest to us can do oftentimes uh, make us confront ourselves and also help us elevate. And I think that that's what Mix in America has, has really done. This really feels to me like a, like a calling, not just like, oh, this job, this thing that we're, this thing that we're doing, it really feels so aligned. And I actually did not know that I would find something aside from acting (laughs) that would feel so aligned because I do love, you know, acting and performance and all that so, so much. But this is really, you know, scratching a, a different itch, which is like feeling like I'm like, like the universe is using my struggle and my pain and my gifts to help other people um, learn how to express authentically, um, specifically, of course, mixed people or just really anybody who, who feels unclaimed and knows yeah. that knows what it's like to live with this, uh, like Jasmine likes to call it this inner duality. Um, and it's a specific, specific journey and a specific struggle that is the mixed race um, experience that we just don't know how to talk about yet in, uh, in society. I think it makes a lot of people really uncomfortable um, of, and all, and all kind. it doesn't just make, you know, uh, not, uh, non-marginalized people uncomfortable. It also makes other minority groups super uncomfortable because it's like, what are we supposed to do with these guys? Well, where do you fit in? Well, you know, well, what are you? Who do you identify with more? Which side of yourself? And, um, you know, those are some really uncomfortable and sometimes even hurtful questions for mixed race people to have to uh, answer. Yeah, you know, I, I, I love that you said the wound is where the light enters you. And that's so beautiful because it, it kind of gives, um, I don't know if I want to say purpose, but it gives some understanding of what the wound is there for and, and what can be done with the wound. Right. Um, right. if we, if we tend to it and, and take the right approach and you mention that these conversations that are being had 
are often just really uncomfortable because people literally have no idea how to navigate them. <laughs> and the things yes. that come up are so, are so real, I think, that it's, it's challenging for most, as a therapist at least, um, to know how to navigate because a lot of the times people like have not been given the tools um, to be able to do that in, in easier instances. So when you get to this really hard subject, you get to a bridge that's really difficult to cross. Um, I think people get stuck. And so I love that you've got the vulnerability and I love whenever I go onto the page, I see that you have, um, you know, is it testimonies? I don't know what it is. What I think it's like Sundays or something like that. Stories that of people. Oh, Sunday submissions? Yes. Yes. And I'm like, you know, how beautiful is it for, for whoever it is submitting to be able to share their story and to be seen and heard by people they feel like are, are the ones that are going to be supportive in their process of healing. You know what I mean? It's one thing to share your story with someone that's going to discredit you and invalidate you and, and put you down, but to share your story with people that you feel like are, are a part of your healing and, and understand you in a way that no one else does. Cause to me, the greatest, the saddest, you know, um, thing for anyone to experience is isolation and loneliness. And unfortunately I feel like we all feel that at one point or another. Absolutely. So true, and you're you're really nailing a, a a huge point here, Descent, because the one of the most common uh, challenges for mixed people is the lack of community. You know, we think of these other um, marginalized groups, and it's like, oh, they have so many of of the same uh, struggles that that you know maybe I might identify with as a mixed person, but the difference is, you know maybe somebody has that group that they can go to and maybe those people, you know, look like them and share their, their features. And so they they get to run somewhere. Right. And, and like be and feel claimed. And it's like, yes, we're a marginalized group, but we know what you're talking about and we believe you and we see you. So you can always come back here. And I think for mixed people, a lot of mixed people don't have that and they don't feel that way. You know, for example, if someone's mixed with <clears throat> black and white, they they might feel you know unclaimed by both of those um, those existences. They might go back to their, their black family and say, you know, look at what happened to me, and they might get told, well, you have it so good though, you know, like you know that's I don't know, you're you're so fair skinned. I don't even know that it that that was an attack against you. You know, and then you might go to your white side of the family and be like, look at what happened to me. And they don't know, they've never experienced racism, so they don't know what you're talking about. And it's very painful. It's very painful to be like, where do I go? Where do I run? Who will see me? Who will believe my experience? And our existence triggers so many people. So it really feels, you know, I've explained it like this before. It feels like a silent scream. You know, and one where no everybody's assuming your experience, but nobody's asking you about your experience. Wow. Yeah. To have your pain denied is uh, is a big, big wound, you know. And I think 
like just like you were saying, Jacent, our you know the reason that we love to post uh, other people's stories is because just that alone is so healing. Just to have a group of people be like, "Yes, uh, I'm validate you. That pain is real. I feel it too. Like me too." Just someone saying me too is so, so incredibly healing. So um, we feel so blessed that we're able to provide a platform and a community where people can get that healing um, all the time. And so we get so many stories sent to us and it literally, uh, I couldn't be happier. Like this is a dream job for me just to be able to help facilitate healing um, and people that, that have wounds similar to mine. So it's amazing. Yeah. They're helping us. Yeah, they <laughs> really are. We heal at the same time. Jasmine <laughs> well, and I are like, are we crazy? Maybe we're wrong. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe we don't have the right to to feel this way or express yeah. in this way. Maybe we do need to shut up. But then, you know, a mixed little girl will write a piece that knocks mm. that like literally knocks us in the gut and takes our breath away. And we're like, no, actually, this little girl already is struggling with identity. She's already being told, you know, that she's not allowed to embrace her blackness. She's already being, you know, a narrative is being put on her rather than letting her blossom and letting her decide who she is. And so when we read stories like that, we're like, oh no, no, we this we do need to continue to embrace this community and strengthen this community because it's it's for her. It's for her generation. It's so that it's so that, you know, people can feel like they can be their authentic selves and we and we can get out of our own way. <laughs> yeah, you know, as you're mentioning all of that, I'm thinking about the countless sessions that I've had with various clients where that has come up, where they've talked about how they just feel like they didn't fit anywhere. They're, they didn't have a place. And so, you know... It, it, especially right now, the conversations that are coming back are coming up is that because of the social climate um, and everything, that it's much harder to ignore um, people's offenses and the things that they say that are like death by a thousand cuts, as well as um, I think what really is challenging right now is that not only are people trying to process and just get by, you know, um, in a very difficult time, but I feel like people are also being forced to reprocess the past. And so now yeah. they're, they're seeing certain experiences from their upbringing or from their, you know, their teenage years or early adulthood. And they're like, oh my goodness, like that thing really hurt. And I didn't realize how it hurt until now. I knew it was something off, but now I can see like what that thing did to me and how it plays out in my relationships. And so I feel like it's challenging because there's new offenses every single day. You know, like every time you leave your house, it's like landmines everywhere. And so yeah. not only are we being forced to try to like keep up with the the wounds and the the things that are coming up now, but it's like on a grander scale, we're also trying to heal. We're trying to heal our inner child. We're trying to heal. <laughs> trying to hear like our, our younger self and sometimes in an environment that's not helpful for that if we have um, members and um, friends and things like that 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 are not in that same place you know right yeah we're digging totally. up everything right now <laughs> it's all coming to light um, mm. and it, it honestly is crazy how it's coinciding with COVID because it's like kind of giving us 
you know, a lot of us have had to be home for this time. So it's kind of giving us the space to do it as well. So I just think everything is like divinely timed how we have the space. We're all at home for the most part, quarantined. Some of us being forced to like face our wounds like head on and not distract ourselves by doing anything. Um, And so I, yeah, everything's coming to light. We're digging up all the wounds. We're healing. We're being triggered constantly, but, but it's all for the greater good. I trust that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The reprocessing. I I, I love that. That, that. that really feels, uh, that resonates deeply with what it feels like <laughs> is happening right now. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm living in this present moment of all of this, um, all of this hard stuff, all of these conversations. And then I'm also being forced, quite frankly, to, to relive these other experiences you know, traumatic experience that happened to me. And now I'm putting language to it that I didn't necessarily have back then. And I'm putting the language to it and putting the language to it is making it even worse, <laughs> making me really have to see it for what it was. And that's just, that's just, you know, I really am resonating with what you're saying to sent to when you don't have the tools, you know, to heal these things, it, it can be there, you know, trauma goes somewhere. Trauma always goes somewhere. So if we're not letting it out and releasing it in a healthy, you know, safe environment, then it goes somewhere in the body and it manifests in a different way. So I I really hear you. It's like I want as many people to have the tools as possible. And and yes, therapy. <laughs> yes, the therapy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many like there's so many things that can be therapeutic, right? Like like you mentioned, people submitting their stories. There's therapy in that. People seeing their stories posted onto your page, right? And people commenting and showing love and um that's therapeutic. And and so I think that doing our best to hit things from every angle, like as many angles as we possibly can, because the yeah. wounds the wounds are complex and dynamic. So our healing process has to, I think, also be, you know, um, suited to to go up against that. You know what I mean? So I love that, you know, both of you are, are healers in your own ways and you know different modalities and different ways to help people, you know, hit this thing from different angles. And I love that you've mentioned, I think I must have seen it on your story. You mentioned it also earlier as we've been chatting, just like, you know, yes, Mixed in America is specifically for you know, anyone who identifies that way, but also for anyone who feels like they don't have a place and needs one. Yes. Yeah. We talk about a lot about, um, mixedness is not just always race. We talk about it a lot being mixed race, but mixedness can come in a lot of different ways. Um, for one example is like being multicultural, someone who's grown up in one culture and then is brought to another culture. You are mixed in a way you have this sense of duality. You have these two different cultures within you and you're trying to reckon between the two, like who's, which part is actually me. Am I just, uh, code switching depending on the environment I'm in. And so that that's a version of mixedness too. So it's kind of just this idea of like, if you feel like there's different parts of you that you can't uh, integrate seamlessly and authentically blend them together and be your whole self, you're mixed and you have a version of mixedness and we're a community for you. Yeah, our approach is inclusive. It's, it's it, period. I think, you know, we get a lot of people who try to pressure us into putting these hard lines what mixedness is and they want a definition damn it and it's like that's not what we're about though we're about 
we're about making people feel supported. You know, if somebody who's not quote unquote mixed race in the, in, you know, in the racial sense that we're all used to seeing, who cares if they feel seen by us and they, and they feel like they're getting something out of the message. Why would I turn them away? You know, I have so I wish I could share all of the DMs of people being like, I'm a quarter this and a little bit this and a little bit this, but does this count? I am so white passing or I'm this and this and this and I'm, you know, very dark skinned. So people tend to know that I'm, you know, mixed with this. And I'm just like, I want all of it. You're all welcome here because clearly you were drawn, you were sent here for a reason. You felt drawn to the message and to the, into the mission. You're resonating with the other um, followers that are sharing. Yes, you're welcome here. I, I I just don't see the benefit of excluding. People. Yeah, and that's also a core wound for mixed people to feel not claimed. So we're never gonna exactly. do that to other people. We'll never not claim you because we know how it feels to not be claimed. So, yep. yeah. I know you ladies have, I'm sure, like so many cool things coming up. What you know? What significant things do you want to make sure people? Um, walk away with or kind of keep an eye out for moving forward? Yes. So we have a workshop coming up uh, called the Mixed Revelation, and it is an exploration of mixed identity. So we're going to, you know, work through all of those wounds, unpack lots of things that have happened in your past, and really put the power back in the person. You know, I think for mixed people, they often feel like they're looking outside to be told what their identity is, rather than looking inside to and getting quiet to see, well, okay, what feels true to me? What is what is my actual experience? And then expressing from there. So we're going to uh, be doing that work together. So it feels less of, oh, I'm a half this, I'm a fraction this, and it's, I'm a whole and here's how I move through the world. So that's the work that we're going to be doing uh, together in our in our workshop, The Mixed Revelation. So stay tuned. The launch for that is going to be in August. And uh, in the meantime, we do have a free workbook. Jazz, do you want to tell them about the workbook? Yeah, the workbook's actually a perfect intro to the workshop. It's kind of a little warm up before the workshop. Um, and it, <laughs> we just ask a set of, you know, 10 questions that, probably a lot of mixed people have never been asked before. Um, and it really just gets to, into the nitty gritty of your identity and just t- really starting to unpack those um, those blocks that you have in your self-identification. Um, and so you can get that. It's um, free, free download on our website, um, which is uh, mixedinamerica.org. Um, so yeah, you guys should check it out. I appreciate you ladies so much. So, 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 so much for everything that you're doing. Um, for walking, you know, in your purpose and just following what feels like it's supposed to be happening for you because it really, you know, um, it really is changing people's lives. I can I can personally attest to that because there's people that have told me that it's changed their lives. So I'm oh, like, oh, wow. that's so great. Um, and oh. so um, I, I just want to make sure that you know that it doesn't go unnoticed and um, that I hope that you are able to to continue to be filled up by 
the process um, as it does contribute to your well-being and your, you know, you mean your life as well. And so I just really I'm, I'm grateful for the two of you. Um, I, I look forward to con- continue to see like how this unfolds. And I would love to invite you back at some point because I feel like there are more conversations to be had. Like I would love to hear about how you would suggest parents um, handle or or have these conversations, um, age-appropriate conversations with their kids, um, how do step-parents handle it, right? What if there's a step-parent that's not, you know, mixed and does that? Um, and then also just aging and relationships. And, and so I would love to invite you back at some point if you're able, um, to, to continue having conversations around this, um, but I just, uh, yeah, I appreciate you. And we'll make sure that the links are in the bio that you, um, everyone signs up for the, for the workbook and gets their calendars ready for this, um, you know, this, this revelation, which is going to be amazing from what it sounds like. I do. I do appreciate you both. Thanks. Thanks for having us. That means a lot coming from you. Truly, truly, truly. As having the, the space to, to talk as women and to, you know, to express truly feels so, so nice. So I really thank you for having us. Yeah. Back. Yes. To get <laughs> ready. I'm ready. <laughs> it's a collective process, you know, we all contribute to it. And so um, the more that I think that especially women, you know what I mean? Can, can be less of like crabs in a barrel and more yeah. of I'm thinking of the movie ants, you know, like how they form little, like, like a little ant ball and they like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm a mess. But if we could be more like that, you know what I mean? To support each other, to, to, um, to be vulnerable with each other, knowing that it's safe and that we're here to make sure that we protect each other. You know what I mean? Like it's a wild world. And so to me, if I don't have like my sister's back, like what the heck, like what's, <laughs> what, what am I even yeah, doing? So, totally. yeah. um, it's just so important to me to to create, or at least at least in my corner of the world, right? To create that space. Oh, yeah, music to my ears. Just then, was it Camp Rock that we met, or was it High School Musical? I it was High School Musical. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I just needed that visual. Two, <laughs> two. <laughs> High School Musical 2. Yeah. Yes, we were in High School Musical 2 together. Good old times, boy. I tell you. And you know, it's just, it's it's crazy. It's all crazy. You know, that leads to other conversations. But I love, I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We have a good time. Who would be? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, thank you so much. We can't wait to come back and, and dive into some other topics. For sure. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.